Hi, everyone. Dr. B here. Welcome to my podcast, Ask the Dentist. It's your chance to ask me your burning questions about oral health. Uh, I know not everyone has burning questions about oral health, but but many of you do. I'm glad you do. Oral health is everything when it comes to overall health. You cannot be healthy physically, even mentally, if you haven't addressed your oral health. So glad you're here. Glad you are listening and glad you are willing to ask questions about oral health. So here we go. If you have a question for future podcasts, uh, go to speakpipe.com slash ask the dentist and ask your question. Greetings, doctor. How are you? Aloha. This is Lydia talking to you from Hawaii, Dr. B. I would like to know why some people can get away with not having their teeth cleaned maybe once a year, but other people every three months. Why is it some of us develop plaque more than others, even when we're eating no sugar, no carbohydrates, no processed food, brushing twice a day, oil pulling, flossing, using a water pick, using the little brushes dipped in lemon oil and tea tree oil and every kind of oil that you're supposed to put on your gums and flossing and toothpicking after every meal. Why is this the case? What is it that produces this plaque more in some than others? And I feel this question is a good question, not only mine. And I greatly appreciate this service because it is well needed. Well, mahalo and aloha. So today's question is a is an interesting one. It's from Lydia in Hawaii, and she asks a question that sometimes we dentists wonder about, and we talk about a lot amongst each other. I'll have this discussion with my hygienist. It's like, yeah, did you notice that Bob came in and he always gets away with murder, but when his wife Jennifer comes in. She's the one who's flossing and brushing, but she's the one that has a little inflammation or or some decay or maybe some gum disease and that kind of thing. So it's not something that happens often, but it happens often enough where we're scratching our heads. And here's where the disconnect occurs. It's based on the oral microbiome. It always comes back to the oral microbiome. So you've heard me talk about the oral microbiome before. It's similar to the gut microbiome. It spills in the oral microbiome, feeds, seeds, whatever you want to call it, and and is connected to the gut microbiome. And we know how important biomes are. You know, whether it's underneath your armpit or on your scalp, there's a brain microbiome, there's a gut microbiome, but the gut microbiome probably is the big one as far as we know. And it is responsible for a lot of things, including even our personalities, but primarily our immune system. It's important to we need to have a lot of respect for these biomes. So the oral microbiome is important in the sense that the oral cavity is very exposed. It's an orifice that is open most of the time while we're sleeping, while we're eating, chewing, talking. We need a very sophisticated defense system to deal with everything that's coming in, whether it's food, good things, bad things, dry air, pH changes, bacteria, COVID viruses, I mean, you name it. So parasites. I mean, there's just a a lot of things that can go wrong. Here's the deal. Let me be very specific first, Lydia. You mentioned one thing, lemon oil and tea tree oil. I think that could be part of the problem right there. Uh, Given that all things are 
very optimal. You say that your diet is great, no sugar, no carbs. That's fantastic. You live in a very humid environment in Hawaii. That's good in case you are mouth breathing a lot. It can help. But lemon oil and tea tree oil, tea tree oil being a very, it's an Ayurvedic kind of approach that has been in use for a long time, for thousands of years as a natural bactericidal, a natural way of killing bacteria in the mouth. And that is an old way of thinking. And the lemon oil has a, is very acidic. It can be damaging to teeth. It can also be bactericidal and affect your oral microbiome. So disinfecting the mouth is not a good way to go. We know that now. It's really about nourishing the mouth, keeping it healthy, feeding it, not killing bacteria or disinfecting it or even trying to sterilize it. I've seen that in some literature, which is just to me, is you don't sterilize the body. That essentially is death. It's cytotoxic. It, it kills things. And if you don't recover from that, you're dead. Anyway, be careful with these things that are trying to control and kill bacteria, control bacteria amounts or colonies in your mouth. And that's a specific response to your question. But in general, I really want to talk about this disconnect between husband comes in, wife comes in, and they're like, oh my God, one will refer to the other and saying they're getting away with murder. So a lot of that is pure dumb luck, genetics, epigenetics. Some teeth do form cavities sooner, more readily than others. It depends on how the lobes of enamel form and join together. In short, that's a deeply invaginated groove. And if you have that genetically, you are more prone to getting cavities unless you're not eating a lot of carbs from day one. And who's done that, right? I mean, we've all been kids and we've all indulged in cookies and goldfish and crackers and potato chips, right? So that's a long shot that that would be possible. So that's the genetic aspect of it. But the epigenetics really are where we see the differences and, and would explain this disconnect. Okay, so let's say the husband gets this perfect report and he's not flossing and brushing and he's eating well, and his mouth is closed at night, there are no pH changes in his mouth, big ones at least, shifts where it would affect the oral microbiome. And let's say the wife is the one who's getting the cavities or has the bad breath, the halitosis, bleeding gums, whatever. And she could be brushing and flossing, eating as well as her husband, or if not better. Typically, one spouse will say, well, my spouse is eating junk and gets a good report. I'm eating well and get the bad report. But they may, be, they may have a dry mouth at night. They may be breathing through their mouth at night. The pH change takes down the oral microbiome and causes this issue where the bacteria are off. And some of the bacteria that cause cavities are being pushed up in population because of this pH change. And the bacteria that suppress cavities or bad breath, I mean, you can look at it many different ways, or gum disease, they're being decreased in population due to this dysbiosis and pH change due to mouth breathing. And there you go. You're going to have issues, even though you're flossing. Just because you're flossing and brushing and eating well does not guarantee that you will not get cavities, unfortunately. There's so much more to the equation, and it's really about nourishing the oral microbiome. I have a lot of patients that brush and floss and use strong bacteriostatic mouthwashes with alcohol in it, and they're always trying to disinfect their mouth. And maybe they're eating well, maybe they're not eating well, and they're having issues. And they wake up with a dry mouth in the morning because they have been mouth breathing. So, so there are many things to address when it comes to good oral hygiene and getting that A plus or 
brownie points at the dentist and getting that good report, like no cavities. That goes for kids as well. You'll see a lot of differences between siblings. One sibling will come in, essentially they're eating the same thing, right? Let's take a family of five, they're three kids. They vary in age only by a few years and some will get cavities and some won't. And what I've seen, the ones that are mouth breathing, that get all the boogers in their nose and and have upper respiratory issues, not sleeping well. There are differences in diet if you're not sleeping well. If you're not sleeping well, you're going to crave carbs as a source of energy. I mean, there are differences that if you dig deep enough, you'll see. Even though everyone's brushing and flossing, maybe they're on the same diet in the family, but there are differences that would account for why some are getting away with murder and some are not. And I hate to say this, and I'll, I'll say it and I'll end it here, but there are some people that get away with murder. There are some people that don't produce as much tartar and don't need as much scraping when they go, you know, of, of, of the tartar, of the calculus on their teeth. And when they go see the dentist, they do get a clean bill of health. So that does happen. And, and a lot of that is genetics, but there's more to the equation. And you really have to dig deep and have that conversation with your dentist. For example, in your case, the lemon oil, the tea tree oil. And I've also noticed that a lot of people think that they're eating well, but there's a food that they're not aware of that is causing a dysbiosis, feeding bacteria that shouldn't be fed and allowing them to become pathogenic. In other words, from going from being commensal, getting along with the other bacteria to becoming bullies in the mouth, pathogenic. And I had that experience. My last cavity, which was about, I want to say almost 25, maybe even 30 years ago, I was eating a product that I thought was very healthy. It was a puffed rice snack from Japan. I bought it at a very crunchy health food store. And I ate that not every day, but I had it a lot at lunch. And lo and behold, within about two years, that rice snack gave me a cavity. And I'll never forget that. I thought it was a healthy product. And that's before I really knew that there are a lot of health foods out there that are still processed. That was a processed food. There's no such thing as a puffed rice puff in nature. So that's what gave me the cavity. So there's a disconnect on many different levels. And you may think you're doing everything correctly, but there's something that you're not aware of that is making you that person that does have the dental issue. So it really boils down to seeing a dentist that can address everything and can answer that question for you. Like, why is it that your spouse is getting away with murder? And so a lot has to be addressed and mostly oral microbiome, but it could be little things like lemon oil, tea tree oil. It could be the toothpaste you're using. Even healthy natural toothpaste have a lot of surfactants and emulsifiers in it that can disrupt the oral microbiome. And then there are differences between people. And then there are those in deeply invaginated grooves and that's the genetic side of it. So I'm sorry to say that there are differences between all of us, but it mostly comes down to epigenetics. You just have to dig deep enough and you'll see something. Hopefully your dentist is able to pick all this out and, and differentiate it for you and point out this is the key to why you are the one who's getting the cavities and your spouse is getting away with it. So I think what it boils down to in the end is don't assume that your spouse is getting away with anything. There could be something that is holding you back. So again, find a functional dentist that can look for root causes and why you've got decay, cavities, bad breath, gum disease, all of these things. Again, if you go to our website, askthedentist.com, on the upper right-hand corner, there is a link. It's find a dentist that will take you to, hopefully in your area, if there is one in your area, a functionally-minded dentist that will look at the big picture. So, 
Anyway, great question, Lydia. Aloha to you as well. I hope that helps. And I hope, you know, if you do have a spouse or a partner, I hope you're the one next time that when you do go to the appointment, you're the one who gets away with murder. Again, there's no getting away with murder, right? There is a reason for what happens in the mouth. You just have to find out what it is. So hope that answers the question. Thanks for joining us, joining me today at Ask the Dentist. If you have a question, go to speakpipe.com slash ask the dentist and ask your question. doesn't matter what it is. Ask me anything, leave a comment. I would love to hear it and discuss it with you one day. Discuss it out in the open with everyone so that we can all learn and get better results when we go do see our dentists. Again, thanks for joining me. See you next time. If you are enjoying this podcast, please take a moment to leave a review. This will help others discover the same oral health information that you've been using to optimize your overall health. As always, I appreciate your support and your reviews. Just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast is not a substitute for professional care by a dentist, doctor, or other qualified medical professional. This podcast is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. If you're looking for help in your journey, seek out a qualified medical practitioner. If you're looking for a functional dental care provider, you can visit askthedentist.com directory and search our Find a Dentist database. It's important that you have someone in your corner who's trained, is a licensed healthcare practitioner, and can help you make changes, especially when it comes to your health.